Yeah, so as I mentioned, we're celebrating your 40th anniversary, which is awesome, super exciting. Coast was born on the water. That's one of our hashtags. See what's out there. Another one trying to inspire people to get out there. Uh, our three main brand pillars are perform, obviously the best sunglass in the game, explore, going out there and protect, right? So it's really cool to have that piece be such a core part of the brand, always conservation first, always getting back. And that's, you know, my main role is working with our conservation partners like TU, working internally to champion our initiatives like Kick Plastic and One Coast, which I'll go into. Joe Gugino is the Conservation and Community Partnerships Manager at Costa Sunglasses. Today he talks about what Costa is and what they represent. They have many conservation initiatives and film projects. We talk about how Costa is partnered with the TU Five Rivers program as well as many others. Joe also shares some stories about saltwater fly fishing and the cool species he catches. As I'm finishing up this season of Emerging, we are asking for some feedback on our show. If you fill out the survey by May 31st, you'll be entered to win a pair of Costa sunglasses. You can find the link to the survey in the episode description or in our Instagram bio. I'm Linnea Turner, and you're listening to Emerging, the official podcast of Trout Unlimited, Costa's Five Rivers program, brought to you by Sims Fishing Products. Where are you calling from today? Can you? See? Oh wait, there. I think we're good. There we go. There, now I can see you. I'm in Duluth, Minnesota. Where are you at? I'm in Boston, Massachusetts. Oh, nice. Yeah. I bet it's pretty nice out there. You actually have a spring right now. We jet like literally the last couple of days, like freezing cold. Today is like 55 and sunny, so today is like nice first day of spring for sure. Yeah, that's awesome. Have you gotten some fishing in already? No, uh, my boat will go in May 1st, so the stripers kind of get here second or third week in May. I'm a more saltwater than freshwater fisherman. Oh, gotcha. Okay, cool. Yeah, that would be really fun to try out someday, but I don't live close enough to the coast to do it right yeah, now. Yeah, come to Boston, let me know. Yeah. I'm fishing. I, I fish right in Boston Harbor. Wow, that sounds super cool. All right now, well, let's dive in. All right. Yeah, you want just want to start us off by giving a quick introduction and kind of how Costa's involved with Trout Unlimited? For sure. So my name is Joe Gugino. I am the Conservation Community Partnerships Manager at Costa Sunglasses, uh, coming up on my third full-time, third full year here at Costa, but I've been working with Costa for more than 10 years as an outside partner based in Boston, Massachusetts. So it's been great to be with Costa on the outside as a partner uh, all the way through full-time and love my current role uh, working with conservation partners like TU and specifically TU Costa Five Rivers program. Mm -hmm. Do you have a lot of traveling with your job then? Ton of traveling. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, Costa's based in Florida, born in Florida. We're actually celebrating our 40th anniversary, which is awesome this year, uh, 1983. Uh, founded up in Ormond Beach, and really our last home was Daytona Beach. And now we're uh, remaking our home down in Jupiter. So, staying in Florida, but just a little further south on the East Coast. But personally, I'm based, as I mentioned, out of Boston, Massachusetts, and I travel all the time back and forth to Florida to our office, uh, all across the country. I've actually been on the road, I think, six or seven times so far this year for big shows like Bassmaster Classic and Miami Boat Show, uh, just smaller activations like the Herman Lucerne and Tarpon Cup, which I'm fishing at the end of the month. Yeah, that sounds super cool. What uh, role yeah, did you have before the role you're in now? So great question. So when uh, the way I got involved with Costa, I started my own fishing company called Why Not Fishing with a fellow friend, uh, graduated from Endicott together up in Mass and didn't know what it was. And Costa kind of found us and worked together there. But when I came into Costa, I started as inshore community leader. So Costa is really focused on being in the community like TU Costa Five Rivers, working with our pros, our events, 
mm-hmm. our cause partners, our media, our content, all that great stuff. And my first role was inshore community leader. So that's anything inshore saltwater across the country because that was kind of my background. And okay. then we kind of switched it. Now I work with my uh, fellow colleague, Evan Russell, on the pro and media side. I cover the conservation community partnerships and we have Tiffany and Kaylee on our event team. So together we kind of are full Costa community team now. Yeah, that's super awesome. Did you ever think you'd end up working for Costas along the line? Was this kind of maybe a dream job kind of thing? Yeah, I guess so. I mean, I went to school to be a teacher. So I oh, went really? to school to teach. Uh, yeah, I went to school up on the cross and went to school to teach. So taught fourth grade for six years and got my principal license, kind of thought that was my route and love kids, loved coaching, uh, loved camp and things like that. Um, but then fell in love with fishing after I graduated and wasn't playing lacrosse anymore. And so it is kind of a dream job now, but I didn't even know it was a dream job. I was kind of pursuing it. Never really thought it was an opportunity because I knew Coast was based in Florida. And so sure. I knew, you know, this is my home up here, but just kind of came in opportunities and leverage and over delivered value and back and forth and work together. And the opportunity came and now I've just ran with it and I've uh, loved every second. Yeah, that sounds awesome. Definitely like a little bit of different route there from teacher to like outreach with fishing, you know, it's cool. Yeah, for sure. Well, it's like now I have kids of my own and, you know, back to coaching now, like TU Coast Five Rivers is my way to get back to the advice. So Costa sure. loves getting the next generation, which is why Costa founded with TU years before my time, the program, um, be able to work with Libby over the last couple of years and Andrew before that to kind of revitalize and refocus or, you know, redouble down on Costa's commitment to college anglers. We know how important it is when kids go to college to find something they care about and support that. Mm-hmm. Um, not only at the college level, you know, week over week, month over month, but the rendezvous like you had last weekend, Southeast and Midwest when you got coming up, which mm-hmm. is great. And then looking forward to the summer too, the Coast Ambassador Summit at one of Coast's partners, IndyFly and the Wind River, Wind River Reservation. So uh, it's great to be able to, you know, kids and youth and helping now be able to do that through fishing is very, very cool. Yeah, very definitely. Have you been able to make it out to any of the rendezvous or summits? I have personally not gotten to rendezvous yet. Okay. I'm hoping to make to the uh, the Northeast one that Libby's working on, hopefully in the New York area uh, in the fall. So oh, hopefully we make it there. Yeah, that would be super fun. Yeah, I went to the Midwest one first time last year and it's just super fun to see a bunch of college kids, you know, fishing, having a good time. And it's just like a great way to first? connect with people. Yeah, was that your first one? Yeah, that was my first one. Cool. Yeah. Good for you. How far was that drive for you? Yeah, that's about four hours. Yeah, yes, southern Wisconsin. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Everything's four hours for you out there. <laughs> yeah, literally. Nothing's <laughs> super close, but it's okay. It's worth it. Yeah, so can you tell us a little bit more about kind of what Costas is and what they represent? Yeah, so as I mentioned, we're celebrating your 40th anniversary, which is awesome, super exciting. Costa was born on the water. That's one of our hashtags, see what's out there. Another one trying to inspire people to get out there. Our three main brand pillars are perform, obviously the best sunglass in the game, explore, going out there and protect, right? So it's really cool to have that piece be such a core part of the brand, always conservation first, always giving back. And that's, you know, my main role is working with our conservation partners like TU, working internally to champion our initiatives like Kick Plastic and One Coast, which I'll go into, like TU Coast Five Rivers on the fly fishing college side and compete and conserve as our bass contingency side. So it's just finding ways to work with our entire team from sales on the front line to our accounts, to our partners, to our internal employees, how do we take that commitment to conservation and put it out in the universe and really stand for that? Because we understand if you're not protecting it, then there's not going to be there to go out and even use sunglasses to find fish. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. And it's super cool that Coast is so like nationwide, even though it's like based in Florida. I guess I never really thought about how spread out it is. Yeah. So, I mean, Southeast, where we're born, and it's definitely strong in the southern six states. I mean, 
looking in the Northeast, I always looked into coast and said, you know, I admired them, right? Of like looking that and kind of seeing it come up the East Coast. Now we're pushing out into the Midwest and the West Coast. Now we have the opportunity to go global as well. So this year I'll actually go to my first global event in Sardinia, Italy in July with uh, one of our par- partners, uh, International Game Fish Association. So really looking forward to that. Yeah, that's really cool. And then like like office wise, home base wise, is that that truly just mainly in the like the, in the southeast like you're talking about or do you have different offices? Yeah, so our head, yeah, that's a great question. So our headquarters is in Jupiter, Florida. Our product lab is based in Foothill Ranch, California. So kind of back and forth between there. Global headquarters is out of Italy. We oh, have wow. some um, corporate offices in our parent company in New York City. So we're all over the place. Okay. Um, and Coastal is definitely that brand internally in the portfolio that everyone's looking at us like, what are you doing? We want to do it the coastal way. And we're looked at that most uh, you know, conservation sustainability focused brand. And so it's really cool to work with our teams as we expand, uh, not only regionally in the North America, but globally, that they are going in the way we want them to, which is conservation first. What are the partners? What are we standing for? Not just like trying to open doors or sales, but really what are, where are we making our difference? Where are we putting our flag in the sand? It's a lot of work. It's a lot of effort. It takes a ton of coordination and collaboration, but the willingness internally as we onboard new teammates on the coast of brand has been inspiring. Yeah, definitely. Like the brand has so much to say and there's a lot of conservation efforts behind it. Like especially with, you know, sustainability. Like I know like some of your hats are made from like recycled fish nets, right? Like yeah. that's super cool. Yeah. yeah. So actually one of our partners, our Untangled Collection two years ago now, three years ago, launched. And so Boreo, they take recycled fi- commercial fishing nets, make them into pellets and we partner with them to make sunglasses. We first came out with kind of a six base more lifestyle frame. Uh, 2021, we launched our performance frames, which is great. And then they're able to make the, the material, as you mentioned, the hat brims. Yeah. So we're able to put that in our hat brims too. So it's not only part of what we preach in our partners, but in our products as well. Yeah, that's awesome. And then you mentioned like a few initiatives that Coast is a part of, like the Kick Plastic. And then I know there's like O-Search and then Untangle Our Oceans. Like there's a bunch. Yeah, so kick plastic is what we're definitely known most for. It's it was you know started in 2016, 2015 with the team, and it was basically the movement is to eliminate single use plastic. And we understand that we're not preaching 100% perfection, but we're we're preaching that positive influence of how can you make those movements one by one, day by day. You know, working with our kick plastic guy and outfitter program to eliminate plastic bottles with you know Yetis refill refillable water bottles to even our accounts. So we worked with uh, some great accounts in the Keys to put kick plastic water stations or at our events, making sure we put the Yeti silos. It's been, you know, one over one, a moment over moment, it makes the initiative. And now, you know, at the time in 2016, that was kind of industry leading. And now mm-hmm. everyone's on there. We're still pushing that. And it's great that everyone's on board, right? And we want to continue that. And another one of our initiatives that started in 2017 is called One Coast. So 2017, three huge hurricanes went through in the southeast, specifically Hurricane Irma and the Keys. And our whole Coastal team left the office, drove all the way down with all the Coastal trucks, chainsaws, waters, supplies to help our guide community, our fishing community come out of that. And through that, you know, boots on the ground moment, we were able to form the Worldwide Angler Relief Fund with IGFA again. And so that's a fund that we sell One Coast merch all year long to raise money. And then that goes to the communities directly after hurricanes. So it helps them rebuild. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. I definitely have not heard of that program before. Yeah. So it's pretty cool to see it was, you know, founded as a relief effort immediately. And now we're working to help leading that forward, that climate change, that blue resiliency, that or climate resilience, blue, um, blue carbon to really help those coastal communities leading forward. But we saw again, where Costa came to the rescue with captains for clean water in, uh, with Hurricane Ian hitting mm-hmm. the West coast of Southwest Florida last year. So super humongous devastation, but we're able to again, work with our boots on the ground as well as make an additional $50,000 donation of those relief efforts. Yeah, that's awesome. And that is One Coast like your newest initiative or do you got some others in the works? 
Yeah, so those are our two that we kind of champion internally right now. And again, the one co has been around for 2017, but it's kind of reformulated to make a little bit more forward focusing as well. So not only that relief effort, but that prep. And how do we work with our communities to help them be prepared for those natural disasters that may come? Okay, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, and then I know Costa does like films and stuff too. Like they just have so many feet everywhere. It's, it seems like it's crazy. Yeah, so one of the one of our another long-term partners in the community is a fly fishing film tour for over 10 years. So glad to sponsor that again this year. Um, we actually have five different films that we sponsored in there. One is a Costa produced film uh, called Four Permits. So that was with Costa Pros, uh, Yako and Oliver White. And they went to finish the four, the Grand Slam of permits. So they got their fourth permit in Oman, Africanus, uh, which is really, really cool. So that's one film. And then another great one is the Rachel Finn film, one of our Costa pros based up here in uh, New York and her story. Uh, she's awesome. Such a badass, so inspiring. So it was really cool to have those films was a couple of couple others in the film tour. Yeah, that is super cool. Do you have like a favorite Costa film that you can think of? That's a great question. So, so we started the species series uh, internally with uh, Ryan Libby on our team and the whole Costa content team. And uh, the first one released was Bluefin. And that is, you know, just a favorite for me. I was able to help be part of the shoot, but that's in my backyard up here in the Northeast, all the way down the East Coast. So that was awesome. Then we followed that with redfish. Uh, we have sailfish. We have bonefish coming up. So those, those have been really cool to work on and see from start to finish. And then this past year, we launched our Jose Pro Frame. So our Pro Series is all of our legacy frames that we put more, pro features on there so made them movable adjustable nose pieces eye wire drains metal temple tip keepers more coverage more comfort and uh jose wahebe celebrated actually just this week 11 years of his passing but those frames we redid and part of the launch of that a film called open waters and how jose led and opened up waters for so many different people uh so that's definitely a project that i'm super proud of as well yeah that is awesome the projects that like always have like a deeper meaning behind just like the fishing it's super cool Yeah, yeah exactly that's the goal yeah, a lot of them are like saltwater-based fishing, too. Can you talk to me a little bit about saltwater fishing? What's that like? Yeah, so you're a freshwater, I'm more saltwater. So, I mean, as, you know, born on the coast in Florida is definitely where our heart is. But we definitely freshwater, you know, with Hillary Hutchinson, our pros in the West, and you being the Midwest, and a lot of our Five Rivers Clubs being there, we want to hit all waters. Mm -hmm. And, you know, in celebrating our 40th anniversary, too, we're always going to be true to fishing. That's where we're born. But we're trying to get out to more pursuits as well. So that explore aspect, that protect aspect. So whether it's surfing, whether it's paddleboarding, et cetera, sailing, we want to find those water pursuits where Costa can live and continue to stand for conservation like we always do. Sure. And then in any ways, has like Costa kind of found ignited new passions in yourself, like found different places to fish, you know, met different people? I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of new things that it's helped you find. Yeah, that's a great question. I mean, I love fishing for sure, but I love the community and meeting tons of people and our pros and people that care so much. So that's definitely my favorite part when I travel is finding people who care about their fishery and their areas passionately, obviously, that I care about mine. And, you know, following mentors like Hillary and mentors like Benny and different fights and how everyone's fight locally is really the fight globally. And if we can help each other out, you know, one of the films that Captains for Clean Water did with, uh, say, Bristol Bay was how the fight in Bristol Bay was the same as the fight for the Everglades and that connection. And that one, uh, uh, Drake Film Award, which is awesome. Um, but it's just learning those stories. And personally, I fell in love with tarpon fishing. I mean, I think anybody that goes tarpon fishing loves it. I've done it not nearly enough as many people have dedicated their lives to it, but definitely looking forward to the end of this much fishing uh, the tarpon cup with Benny down in uh, Herman Lucerne tarpon cup in Isla Mirada. Okay. Is that saltwater fishing or what is that? Yeah. yeah. Saltwater fishing inshore, all fly fishing three days uh, and you get points for landing the fish and grabbing and taking the fly out or leadering the fish as well. So more points if you land it and it's the most points over the three days. Oh, interesting. So it's like a competition kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, a lot of saltwater tournaments. That's different than freshwater fishing, especially fly fishing down in the Keys for around tarpon, around permit, uh, bonefish, etc. There's okay. a ton of tournaments down there. Interesting. 
Is that your yeah, favorite species so, to fish, you'd say, or something else? Um, I fish striped bass most of the time up here in the Northeast and tuna as well. I love going for tuna. I don't do it nearly as often. Uh, saltwater fish, um, tarpon, and then had the opportunity the past two years to fish for striped marlin on the fly out of Mag Bay uh, in Baja, Mexico as well. Oh, that's really cool. Yeah, that's uh, so I mean, that's not something you do every day. But when I have the opportunity to do it, like luckily the last two years, once a year, maybe I'm going to go again this year. They're such a big fish and they're so brightly colored when they feed and how they feed. It's just the most visual, exciting fishing I've ever done. Yeah, sure. And then have you caught some pretty big fish out there on the coast, I'd assume? Yeah, my best striper ever on top water is 52 inches. Wow. Uh, pretty good. Anything over 40, 45 is pretty good. Over 50 is crazy. That's the only 50 inch striper I've ever gotten. And then I've gotten, I think my biggest on the fly is 42, something like that inches. So I'm trying to get a humongous fish in the fly this year as well. Yeah, that sounds awesome. I can't even imagine like those lengths. I catch, you know, the brook trouts that are like maybe yeah. a foot if you're lucky kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah, it's fun. I mean, that's why I love saltwater fishing. People are like, do you go trout fishing? Do you go bass fishing, pike fish? I love it. But I live two houses in from the ocean. So I can mm. go catch saltwater fish, come back in and be home or drive two hours, fish for a little bit, get some smaller fish and come back. But I do like going up to Buffalo for steelhead or Western Mass with the Harrison brothers for trout when I can. Uh, it's just all about time now with two kids and a busy job. Mm, yeah, sure. I imagine. And then, you know how like with streams and everything, a lot of like climate change is kind of affecting the stream flow and whatnot. And obviously climate change is affecting like the ocean too. Do you see any like things like that affecting your fishing? Yeah, I'm, I can't point to one specific thing in like my fishery to know, but I know the plight of striped bass with young of the year and the rivers and that go and how it affects it. And I know, again, as I talked before, how all waters are connected, you know, the effects there. So to be able to lean in and find what we can do to do the most about it, that's kind of like where One Coast trying to lead is mm -hmm. just like having everybody lean in to make the biggest difference we can as a collective group. Right, right. And that's just like what Coast is doing in general, just reminding people that like fishing is, yeah, it's fun and it's important, but like you need to conserve, you know, those resources as well. Yeah, we're not trying to be preachy about it, even though we could be and people kind of should be. It's more trying to be that encouraging, make it cool to do that incentivize because when you're having fun doing it, that's part of the TU Coastal Five Rivers program, right? Mm -hmm. It's like you're not just going out there and doing conservation work every day or sitting and listening to PowerPoints, but it's having fun doing fly tying nights, watching films, going and doing fishing trips. Like when you're fun and connected to it, you care about it so much more. Right. Yeah. So what are kind of the main things like Costa does with the TU Five Rivers program? Yeah, so we fund the whole program. So we fund the program again, founded it and continue to fund it year over year, all in support with product and then support with promotion and events. So we plug TU Coast Five Rivers, whatever we can for events. So Miami Boat Show, we run the Conservation Village. So we highlight Kick Plastic and One Coast, Compete and Conserve, as well as Five Rivers. So the opportunity for a local club to come and promote and just part of our DNA. So whatever we can do to lean in and support all the presidents, get a pair of sunglasses, all the members get discounts on sunglasses. So understand that a lot of college kids the barrier entry price-wise for good fly gear, good fishing sunglasses is high. So we want to make sure that they're able to get what they need and be excited about it and support. So the rendezvous as well, and then the ambassador summit. So we support day to day, you know, week over week, month over month, but also those moments, you know, every two or three months with those rendezvous. And then in the summer with the uh, Coast Ambassadors. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, the gear discounts and a bunch of like free swag we get is pretty awesome. Everyone loves free swag. Yeah. No, I'm excited. I got to pick out my pair of sunglasses still. I got a code Good, for those. Analogy. Yeah, if you have any questions, let me know. Okay, yeah, we'll do. And then you mentioned like the Miami Boat Show and like uh, yeah. a college club came out there, right? Yeah, yeah. UCF came all the way down. They came down for the weekend. So they manned their booth on Friday or Saturday and Sunday, got to meet a bunch of people and talk about their club and the nationwide network of the Five Rivers Clubs as well. Yeah, that's awesome. And I'm sure that's a pretty huge turnout. It's got to be. 
Yeah, it's the largest boat show in the world. Oh, really? It didn't? Oh, okay, crazy. It's massive, yeah. So it's like we have a big vendor village, but there's docks everywhere. It's a really, really cool event. Okay, interesting. But yeah, kind of like what's your favorite like Costa gear and why? That's a great question. I love all of our hats. I'm always switching up between our Costa hats and have a bunch of favorites. Our apparel has gotten awesome. Recently love our short and pants. They're the same material, super great to fish in and look good as well to wear at events. That's been a push for us. We've always kind of had t-shirts and hats, but now to have, you know, some actual active wear has been great. Frame-wise, as I mentioned, Untangled. My specific favorite pair of Untangled frames is uh, Santiago, personal f- preference. And then beyond that, performance-wise, big fan of Reefton Pros or just the uh, classic Reeftons. And then lifestyle-wise, we just launched, actually I'm wearing them on my hat right now, uh, Main sale and Aletta. So it's Aletta for women, a main sale for men, um, but it's got performance features. It's kind of like our hybrid, we're calling it, new kind of territory for us between lifestyle and performance. So it's got performance features, but still looks classy, a little bit more stylistic than our wrap frames. And then I'm assuming yeah. like all of your glasses are polarized. Yeah, great question. So all of our glasses are polarized. We uh, have glass and poly. Uh, glass is definitely what I point people to. It's a little bit more expensive, technically a little bit heavier, but way more scratch resistant. Can't scratch them. So it's well worth it if you're going to throw them in your bag and all 580G uh, polarization, poly or glass. Okay, interesting. Do you know That's anything about like the specifics of polarization? Like it kind of like it's cool and it's like super helpful, but it's just like kind of crazy how it works. To not go and say anything wrong, I won't go way too in depth. Our product team, I don't want to uh, misspeak, but the reason 580 comes is that that specific on the array of light, that 580 nanometers is what it blocks. So that harsh yellow light is what blocks, so it pops up the rest of the colors so you can really sight fish. Okay. And so our two bases, our copper base, uh, lets in about 12% of light, and that's for sight, sight fishing. So whether our green mirror, our copper, our copper silver mirror, and then we have our gray base, which is more for harsh light. So that only lets in 10% of light. So that's our blue mirror, our gray silver mirror, and then just gray. And then our seventh, actually we just launched two more, but our typical seventh is our sunrise silver. So that actually, you should take a look at those if you haven't, mm-hmm. uh, lets in about 30% of light or a little bit less than that. And that's super overcast, gray, rainy days and super bright. Okay. So for me, like when I tell people when you first put it on it's, and if you're looking in a river, it's almost like video game fishing, seeing the fish pop. It's pretty wow, cool. That is cool. I'm gonna have to look into those. Is there yeah. any place like on the site that kind of walks you through the differences? Yeah, if you go right to the site and just type in lens colors, and then actually a new cool function on our website is you can actually try on the frames on your face. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> so you can go try them on. You get your face centered either on a webcam or on your phone, and you can try on the frames to see what they look like. Okay, yeah, that's super cool. But yeah, what what else has Costa's been up to lately? Um, so again, we're gearing in. We had a really strong f- first quarter with a ton of events. Uh, we have ICAST always, and then um, AFTA's Confluence in September. So hope to see the five living the Five Rivers team. Personally, have the Tarpon Cup. We have Capture Clean Water Restore Gala, which is a huge partner of ours. We have BTT dinner, TRCP dinner. Um, this is just a great April and May for us. It's just a great opportunity for, to get out with our top cause partners and uh, activate with them. Yeah, that's awesome. There's definitely a lot of partnerships there. That's cool to hear. Yeah, it's a huge part of my job. And uh, we'll also be launching too, by the time this podcast goes live, probably a week or two after our Marlin fly video. So as I mentioned, getting the opportunity to fish for striped Marlin out of San Carlos and Mag Bay uh, in Baja. And uh, we got to work with Partner Lodge there, Los Locos. Our cause partners, IGFA and the Bill Fish Foundation. And we brought Indy Fly down for a community project. And we brought over 10 Costa Pros and another 10, 15 partners in for a week in December to deploy 15 satellite tags. So the cool thing was we were able to do it and we got all 15 in. So now there's 15 marlins swimming around with satellite tags at anywhere. Some are uh, three months, some are six months, some are eight, nine months. They'll pop up, they'll ping, we'll get data on them. And using that data that we collect to see where this population of striped marlin goes, how deep, what the water temps are, and uh, hopefully find out more about them so we can protect this awesome population of striped marlin. 
Yeah. Wow. That's super awesome. So yeah, you yeah, guys have that. like a lot of like science based partnerships too. It's not just like different, you know, fly fishing organizations. Yeah, it's all science-based. We want to make sure we're supporting that science, learning what is happening out there so that we can make uh, the most informed decisions. And that's what the Marlin Fly Project is aiming to do. And it's based off um, the success of Project Permit, which was a project that over 10 years that we did with uh, Bonefish Tarpon Trust. We worked with Keys Guides uh, up and down all the way up to Biscayne Bay to tag permit where they went, track their locations when they spawned. We're able to find where they spawned offshore and actually work with the FWC to close Western Dry Rocks to fishing at that time because so many permit were being caught and then sharked. So that's where they have spawned and we're ruining the population. So it's cool to see from the beginning using science, analyzing a sizing, use that science to make policy changes. Mm-hmm. And now I see it and hopefully following over the next couple of years to make sure that it's being followed, make sure it's effective as well. Yeah, that sounds awesome. Have you had a chance to be a, like a part of these kind of processes at all or like even see a film or be in a film? Yeah, so I was led with our team, the entire Marlin Fly Project from inception, uh, the beginning of 2022, end of 21, all the way through and work with our team to put that together. And, uh, you know, following again, standing on the back of everyone's done it at Costa and all our pros and partners and ambassadors and internal teammates. It's just cool to continue to find ways to push the envelope, bring the community together uh, and stand for conservation as well. Yeah, that's cool. And then what do you mean by like Costa pros? Like, who are they? Great question. Yeah. So our Costa pros are mostly fishing guides at the moment, but we have like Kimmy Warner, unbelievable spear diver, water woman, and Mark Healy, awesome surfer. So we're building out what that ambassadorship looks like in different water aspects, but they're just great pros. Uh, you know, we have pros pro program that get pro discounts or free pairs or discount pairs, but our paid ambassadors and partners that we work with, as I mentioned, Hillary and Benny a lot, Oliver White, Yako, that we lean on to help lead the Costa name and Costa initiatives in their uh, communities. Okay, gotcha. That's cool. They're kind of an extended part of our team. And is there a way like, you know, other fly fishing guides or whatnot can like apply to be a part of this ambassador program? Yeah, yeah. pro program link is right on the website. So if you're an active full-time fishing guide or an active full-time bass competitive tournament fisherman, you can go on the program and apply, follow all the instructions, upload what you need to. And then if you're approved, you can become part of the team. Yeah, that sounds Easy enough, I guess. Yeah, it's not too bad. <laughs> so yeah, well, the cool thing is when you onboard those pros and part of our program, you need to stand for conservation. So if you're not standing for the resource, protecting the resource, catching releases when appropriate or sustainable harvest or doing the right things or being a positive mentor or person in your community, it's not often, but we don't want to remove people. But we know when people sign up and that's part of the uh, approval process that we look for. Oh, sure. Yeah, that's cool. Then do you happen to know, like kind of off the top of your head, how many partnerships Costa has or like, you know, estimate? Yeah, that's a great question. You know, um, so as mentioned, we have the Marlin Fly Project coming out soon. And then this year, about the middle of the year, we'll release our second annual protect report, or our second biannual, I should say. So every two years, we revert, uh, reverse look, backwards look at what the work is we did for the previous two years. So the first one was published at the beginning of 21. It was our work for 2019 and 2020. This year, we'll be publishing all of our work into 21 and 22. And we supported over the last two years, over 30, 35 cause partners across the country and across the globe. Wow. Yeah, that's really cool. And some of that's as simple as just sending some free product for events or fundraising opportunities. Most of them become some sort of combination of cash and product and a lot like our top partners like Cash for Clean Water, Oat Search, IGFA, IndieFly, we support at a massive level in that. And to Coast Five Rivers, that becomes part of who we are. Right. Now that's awesome to hear. Yeah, for sure. What are some of like the fav- your favorite parts of the job? Um, favorite parts of the job, meeting people like you, as I said, or traveling, meeting people yep. and just finding diff- different opportunities to make the, make the biggest difference you can. So to be able to work with a company that not only stands for high quality product and stands behind that, but stands for making a difference. And the, I have the opportunity in my job to put money right in our partner's hands and work on projects that mean something and make a difference. You don't get to do that everywhere and definitely doesn't go past me the honor of being able to do that with our team. And it's not just me. It's literally our whole team of what we support and 
seeing where it goes from every person in our organization really caring about that. Sure. And then uh, wrapping up here, I guess, just to kind of get back a little bit about like fishing, kind of some of your fishing stories or just like fishing tips kind of in the saltwaters yeah. realm, because I have not talked to many people about saltwater fishing. <laughs> cool. Yeah. So I'm saltwater fishing just because I where I live. So we were talking before, I live on the coast here in Boston Harbor. So from May in the next month or so, all the way through end of September, October, I'm fishing four to five days a week if I can, even if it's just for a half hour, hour walking the dog or whatever. And I personally love fly fishing, love light tackle for stripers. Top water, visual eats for me is what it's all about. So I talk about, I probably throw thousands of casts, tens of thousands of casts every summer, just as many as you can in them. Mm -hmm. Similar to fly fishing, the more your flies in the water, you can't catch anything. The more you're throwing top water lure, the more opportunities you're going to have. Yeah, right. And then is saltwater fishing kind of mainly from a boat? I would assume, but uh, it's definitely, I personally own a boat. And so I like to get out there and kind of bring people and bring, and show people and teach people. So it's easier to do that on a boat, but you can fish just from shore just as much. It's like similar to a stream finding estuaries, outflows, or just straight open beach. You can do a lot of that from shore. Kayaks or paddle boards are a way to do that as well in shore and safe ways. Mm-hmm. Um, but definitely using boat if you can, for sure. Okay. Have you ever been like a fishing guide yourself? You mentioned your business a while ago. Like what was that business that you guys did? Great question. Yeah. So why not fishing when it started was more just running events okay. so we ran meetups we hosted film tours we ran tournaments it just became this kind of community entity around you know boston north shore new england a little bit in new york as well and it was just kind of bringing together passion and positive anglers that just love the sport and wanted to kind of promote it to others so it wasn't uh guiding fishing to be honest we never really found the right match to monetize it, it was just more working with partners as kind of like external regional partner for those brands like coast that reached out yeti sim shimano that saw what we were doing loved the community that we supported and it kind of just became that cool two-way street for great brands to great anglers that we had similar to TU Coast Five Rivers. Yeah, no, that's cool. Is that still a, like a company or? Yeah, the community is still active. It's okay. not, we're not running active trips over there. Like uh, as I came on the board full-time with Coasters in 2019 and then the pandemic obviously in 2020 and 21. So kind of hindered those live events for a while. They're in-person events, I should say. So the community is still active and we, you know, tap them, but the entity Why Not Fishing isn't. Uh, and you mentioned in my guiding, I do guide, but my full-time job is with Costa. So if there's a trip I can take on the weekend or take friends, it's not more my part of my business. I just love to have the opportunity to bring people fishing. Sure. Yeah, that's awesome. And then do you have like a favorite state to fish? I feel like you've kind of gone around and done a decent amount of fishing. Yeah, I think Florida at this point, just yeah. because I spent so much time there. And there's so many different types of fishing to do there. And Coast is home in Florida. That's where I've traveled the most. And then Wyoming, I got to go out for the Wind Rivers Reservation, do some cool trout stuff on the res, which is really cool. So I enjoyed that as well. Uh, and it's a good mix up. I'm definitely an ocean guy, but to be able to fly into Wyoming, see the mountains into Jackson and travel over there was definitely a treat. I'm looking forward to doing it again this year. Well, do you have any last thoughts to mention on what Costa is and who they are? No, this is it. I appreciate the time and opportunity. And thank you so much for taking the time to learn this, uh, to do this podcast and have me as a guest. We love T Coast Five Rivers, love supporting it from the beginning and we'll continue to do so. And uh, just glad to have the opportunity to talk today. So thank you. Five Rivers is grateful for our partnership with Costa and loves the work they do. Check out the links below to find some cool Costa gear and learn about their projects. And just another reminder to fill out the Emerging Podcast Survey. If you fill out the survey by May 31st, you'll be entered to win a pair of Costa sunglasses. We appreciate your feedback. This season is hosted and edited by me, Lenaya Turner. The music is made by the Wright Brothers. If you have any questions, feel free to send them to fiverivers at tu.org. Thanks for listening, and I hope you enjoyed the show.